the World Cup is on at full force, leading millions to download apps to stream it all around the world. Last week, I looked at where US viewers are streaming the games, and while Peacock was the leader in downloads, it wasn't the app with the most growth, but Peacock's lead extends beyond downloads into revenue. Thanks to the World Cup, Peacock is now seeing the highest, highest in-app revenue it's ever seen, ever. According to our estimates, Peacock, which launched in mid-2020, earned a little over $8 million of net revenue in January. And that's net, meaning what NBC gets to keep after giving Apple and Google their fees. That was a tad bit lower than 2021's holiday season, but still 539% higher than January of 2021. That's a lot of percent. In November of 2022, which just ended, Peacock's net revenue ballooned to $15.7 million per estimates. That's the highest month of revenue the app has seen since its launch. The majority of this revenue, about $12.7 million, which is roughly 81%, came from the App Store, where it's been growing consistently every month since launch, with a few minor exceptions. I'm probably starting to sound like a broken record, but content is king. In this case, however, we're not even talking exclusive content, just content that's in demand. If you're a developer and not just of streaming apps, you should keep that in mind because I expect that to become a major trend in 2023 for more types of apps and games. By the way, I'm Ariel from AppFigures and you're tuned into a new episode of This Week in Apps. So far, I've looked at streaming app downloads in the US where many are skipping cable and instead streaming the World Cup on their phones, which makes sense. But the games are in Qatar. How are the locals watching the games? Instead of how, I should really be asking how many because the answer to how is too simple. They're streaming them too. To get a broad view of downloads in Qatar, I looked at the mobile download index and the trend is hard to miss, even if I were only skimming the charts. The index for the entertainment category in the App Store, the category that's home to all streaming apps, has grown 116% since the games began, the sharpest increase in growth in Qatar. In case you're not familiar, the mobile download index charts the changes in downloads of the top apps in each category and country over time, so you can quickly see if it's growing or shrinking and by how much. And the mobile download index is free to all developers. Many rely on it to give their own trends context. Oh, and there's also a mobile revenue index. I'll drop a link to both the mobile download index and the mobile revenue index into the description so you can go check it out for yourself. To wrap this one up though, yes, streaming is the future of sports. Now, if you've learned something new and interesting so far, please give the episode a like. Switching gears. Calm and Headspace, two apps that rose in popularity during lockdowns, are having the weirdest year so far in 2022. First, let's talk about demand. That's not the weird part. According to our estimates, combined monthly downloads of Calm and Headspace averaged just about 1.2 million in early 2017. I'll show you why I'm going all the way back to 2017 in a minute. They climbed throughout 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 peaking once in 2020 with 4.3 million downloads and then again later in the year with 4.5 million downloads in one month. Many expected this trend to continue, but right after that last peak, downloads started dropping and fast. The couple ended 2021 with 2.2 million downloads in December, higher than where they started, but still roughly half of those peaks. The downward slope continued in 2022, and at the end of November, the month we just ended, Downloads dropped to just a million for the pair, according to our estimates. That's lower than 2017. That's why it was important. Although there's still a lot to stress over these days, lockdowns have ended, and for many, life has returned to its scheduled programming. No pun intended. So this decline makes some sense overall, but while demand has slowed down back to below 2017 levels, revenue is moving in the exact opposite direction. 
That's where the confusion comes from. Net revenue for the pair, which averaged about $2 million in early 2017, according to our estimates, doubled by 2018 and then doubled again by 2019. It grew consistently, but 2022 saw massive growth. To give you better context, in 2021, the entire year, the pair brought in $132 million of net revenue from the App Store and Google Play. As of the end of November 2022, the total for the year has exceeded last year's total, and by a lot. Our estimates show net revenue in 2022 totaling $192 million, and that's without December, the strongest month of the year for both. Nearly twice the revenue with less than half of new users. Confusing. Demand does not mean revenue in both directions. That's the takeaway here. Many developers, especially indies, believe that to make more money, you need more users. And while that's generally the case, optimizing your pricing and retention are as necessary, if not more, to the success of any app or game. And that's even more important for subscription apps, where subscription churn is your biggest enemy. If you're running a subscription business, make sure you're investing as much time into optimizing your pricing and reducing churn as you're investing into growth. I'll leave a link to my guide on subscription churn in the description. Give it a read. It'll give you some ideas. Next, a new app has climbed to the top of the charts in the US App Store. Yawn, right? Not exactly. This one's a bit different. Lens AI is a photo editor that uses AI to generate artistic and very shareable avatars and also offers the ability to remove backgrounds from images. Put a pin in this feature for now. It will be important once we talk about Apple search ads. Yes, I'm going to talk about Apple search ads. Lenses, downloads, and revenue, another item to put a pin in for now, have both grown drastically over the last few days. Even though Lenza isn't a new app, its downloads and revenue are currently at the highest they've ever been, according to our top apps chart in the US, which I'll link to in the description as well. Lenza is the number two app in the US App Store. And according to our app intelligence, downloads climbed as high as 3x the peak on Tuesday as Lenza hit 232,000 downloads worldwide from the App Store and Google Play. That's a massive increase from the previous month where daily downloads averaged just about 8,000. And while downloads are high, so is revenue. On Tuesday, net revenue exploded from around $16,000 on a standard day to nearly 160,000. And that's net, meaning what the company gets to keep after handing Apple and Google their fees. It's become fairly normal to see apps rise to the top of the charts quickly, but those usually don't bring in revenue immediately. Although the app is mostly known for its avatar generation, Lens AI seems to be using Apple search ads to tackle a different use case. According to our ASA intelligence, coming soon, Lens AI is targeting a wide variety of keywords that all have to do with erasing backgrounds. And we're talking a lot of combinations, the kind someone spend time coming up with instead of clicking on Apple's keyword suggestions with a broad match campaign. And if you're doing that, please stop. Go into Apple search ads and disable that campaign right now. You're just burning money. Targeting a specific feature with many, many, many keyword combinations is a great way to run an ROI positive campaign because you'll end up finding more keywords that are probably not as expensive and will get you good results. If your ASA campaign isn't ROI positive, you should spend time optimizing it, obviously. But I digress. Why is revenue so high for Lenza? The app uses what some praise and others consider a dark pattern. I'm not sure I stand on this. It ends its onboarding with a paywall that starts a free trial or gives you the option to opt into a free trial, which is an interesting tactic. It's essentially tricking those who aren't paying too much attention into starting a free trial that turns into a yearly payment of $50. Where do you stand on this? Let me know in the comments. But clearly, 
the strategy works because they're making a lot of money. And last for this week, a couple of years ago, Shopify rebranded its package tracking app Arrive into a hub for shopping that brought Shopify's payment system into millions of devices and also gave local businesses using Shopify visibility. Kind of cool. Back in 2020, I thought this was one of the most clever moves in the shopping industry. Shop has grown its downloads every holiday season since launch, but 2022 is going to be the biggest of all. Shop's best season is the holiday season when everyone is buying something online. Shop's shopping features are still not that mainstream, nor is its payment system, but with every holiday season, those features make their way into millions of pockets. To see how Shop's growing and estimate what the holiday season will look like, we can compare the downloads from past Novembers with the one that just ended. In 2020 and 2021, Shop added about 2.6 million downloads per November, per month, according to our estimates. In 2022, that number grew to 3.4 million. If you're looking at the chart that I have on the screen right now, I highlighted those so you don't look at Decembers by accident. I did that because November of 2022 was bigger than December, Shop's best month of the year for both previous years. If downloads continue following the same pattern, I expect Shop to make its way into more than 4 million new iOS and Android devices this December. And that's big for Shop, but also big for the payment industry. Why? Because every download of Shop means another user can now pay with Shop Pay, a service that competes with Apple Pay and other payment services. It's a clever step in Shopify's aggressive strategy to take over the market, in my opinion. Now, I call it aggressive, and if you've used ShopPay, you know this already because ShopPay doesn't wait for you to activate it, but rather automatically springs into action, sending you text messages when you land on a website or an app that could use ShopPay. So whenever possible, ShopPay makes sure that you know you can pay with it. A good way to streamline the payment process, but also a good way to make sure that they actually handle the payment. The first time it did that to me, I was pretty confused and had no idea what it even was. But the convenience eventually won me over, especially these days as I try to buy direct and from small businesses instead of just from Amazon. I imagine that's a part of the strategy. And that's all I have for you this week. I looked at the most popular shopping apps where I found a surprise. In last week's episode, if you missed it, you can find it here. And if you haven't already, now is late enough in the episode that it's time to give it a like. You know you want to. I'll see you next week.